We're on page Reish Chav Gimel 223, three lines from the top. And we've just been speaking about the idea of Atsilus and specifically the Eidus, the Kalim, the spheres of Atsilus being the intermediary which connects the infinite energy of Hashem, the Eidian safe, with the finite limited worlds of Biyah. And the Eudes of the of the spheres, so the infinite aspect of the world of Tzilus, and the Kalim are the channel, the finite channel, which channels that energy to the finite worlds. And the example of this is Moshe Rabbeinu, which it says that he, it says, May I only buster, how am I going to be able to give over f- um, physical uh, meat to the Jewish people? Moshe's level was in such a high level of Bittel that he wasn't able to lower himself and to give over such a lowly physical um, creation, it's the phys- like like meat. Um, which is the lowliest, most most grub, coarse uh, food. So how was he able to give it over to them? And just to clarify what I said last time, even if we're talking about the idea of the f- the flesh, of the meat after it's been refined. Before I was saying that it's this is the idea of the, it says that what's that referring to, to the fiery flame, the fiery love that a person experiences for Hashem, which is in that love, even though he's, very has an intense desire to connect to Hashem, but still, he is outside. He's not connected to Hashem, and he wants to connect to Hashem. So it's still his his desire. There's still his existence here, his own being, his own independent existence. Whereas Moshe is a bitul atzmi, he's totally attached already to the source. There is no separateness. There is no separate being which wants to attach itself to God. So. I was saying that the meat is the idea of the source of the meat is this idea of this avibish beish, but. I think it's saying that even if we're talking about the, the meat after it's been refined, meaning after a person has eaten it, consumed it, and used that energy of the meat to be aroused with a flaming fire for Hashem, because meat is this gvuris. It's, it's, main, it's mainly made up of this, like I said before, like the rage of the animal, like the retichas adamim, the burning blood of the animal. Um, and that is what produces within a person if he uses that energy that he got from eating the meat in the right way, he can uplift it and refine the sparks in it and free those godly sparks trapped in the meat and use that for that intense retichas adamim type of love for Hashem. So even that aspect of the meat, meaning after the meat has been refined, the spiritual aspect of it is still, Moshe is not able to give over because there is still some yeshes in it and Moshe is totally above this idea of yeshes. He's totally attached to Hashem. Just a clarification. So three lines on the top and the end of the line. The Omerle So Hashem said to Maishiva S Esfali Shivim Ishhu. Being that you're not able to give over this meat, this physical meat, because you're on such a high level of bitl and totally attached to your source, gather from me seventy elders, seventy people, which are these elders, and I will extend from your spirit, your high, sublime, godly spirit, and place it upon them. Meaning this is like the idea of Atsilas. I'm going to extend out a diminished, more condensed ray from Atsilis, from the Aiden Safe, and bring it down to the world of Atsilis. I'm going to extend out a more condensed version, so to say, of Moshe and bring it down to the 70 sages. That there is emanated out a more condensed ray, contracted ray, of God, contracted ray from the level of Moshe's spirituality and given over to the, and placed it on the 70 sages. So, because the sages were totally uncomparable in their level, in their spiritual level to Moshe, meaning they were not on his level, a lot lower, incomparably lower. The sages were not prophets 
on their own right, in their own right. Um, except for the fact that now that Moshe's spirit is being placed upon them, they're on the same level as the general population. But they were the heads of the nation. But they were still within that nation. They were still in that gather in that general category of the pop, the regular populace, just the highest of that. The Haraye. The proof the proof is the Eldad that Eldad Meidad. It says in the verse that they were. Prophesizing in the in within the camp of the Jewish people, Amr Moshe Mitain Vahayakol Vahayakol Am Hashem Nevim. Moshe said about them that Halavai only if that it should be that Hashem should make it that all the nation of Hashem should be prophets like Eldad and Medad are prophesizing when they're when they came to complain that these people are prophesizing and how do they have the right to think they're so holy? So Moshe said, No, Halavai, everyone should be on that level. Harei Shahayu Medregas Kol so we see from this that the Eldad Medad, who are the heads of the people, the heads of the different, uh, the, they were included amongst the 70 elders, they, they were on the level of the rest of the nation. But just that when the spirit of Moshe rested upon them, then they were able to, it was able to be through them, that through their channeling of that, energy of Moshe, they were able to give over to the Jewish people the um, meat. So, we see that the level of these Shivim's Kenim, they were totally on an uncom- incomparably lower level than Moshe. They were just on the re- level of the regular populace. And for the proof is that the Eldad and Medad who were on the, who were from the 70 elders, they were prophesizing, and Moshe said, Halavai, that all the rest of the nation should be like that. Meaning that these people are just like the regular nation. They were on the regular level of the rest of the nation, Halavai, that everyone else should be on that level too. And so now we have when Moshe's spirit was placed upon them, a condensed version, so to say, of Moshe's spirit was placed upon these sages, they were able to be this, so to say, this intermediary to join the Bittal of Moshe, which is too high to relate to the physical physical uh, meat, and able to bring that down and relate it to the physicality of the world. Because this Canaan, they were still within that same realm of the general populace. This is similar to the idea of the spheres of Atzilus, which are unite the Oedis, the infinite energy of Hashem, and the Kalim, the finite reality of the finite uh, created worlds. So now, similar to this, we'll be able to understand the general concept of the world of Atzilus, which is intermediary between the Eden Seif and the Eilim and the, the created world. That there is extended out a condensed ray of godliness from the infinite energy of Hashem, who emanated the world of Atzilus. And that energy, that extended out energy, that diminished energy from the Eden Safe was now in, lowered and clothed into the vessels, the channels of the ten spheres of the world of Atzilus. And now the two aspects here, which is joining this, the infinite with the finite, is that the Kalim, the, the channel, the vessels of, the, of these ten spheres of Atzilus are they, they have their own independent existence and a specific definition they are Chachma and Chesed. You call this this channel, this Sphira is Chachma, is wisdom. This cha- this Sphira is channeling Chesed, kindness. Which this aspect of the channels, the specific vessels of the spheres, is the Kayach HaGvul It's the power of limitation, the ability, the potential for limitation which Hashem has. So, because the ten spheres of the world of Atilas, the world of Atilas is still basically Hashem's powers. So what are these channels, these vessels? They're not something separate from Hashem. It's just Hashem's ability to limit Himself. So there is His infinite energy, and He brings that energy down and condenses it 
and so to say limits it within the limitation of the vessels of the world of Atzilus. Similar to like when a um, similar to a intellectual concept which is given over through letters through words, so the concept is just simple energy, and the words that express that concept are the uh, limitation, the definition that that concept is able to be expressed through. And every intellectual idea, even without letters, has a limitation to it. Um, the way that it's expressed, the way that it's understood in your mind. It's basically your ability to limit yourself, to limit your pristine, simple, pure logic and to express it in a certain way. So this idea of the ten vessels of the world of Atilas are not something separate from Hashem, which are limiting his energy. These are Hashem's powers of limitation, limita- limiting himself. But still in the realm of basically limitation now. Um, as it's said in the famous statement in the Vedas HaKadosh, the Sefer of Vedas HaKadosh, the infinite energy of Hashem, the infinite essence of Hashem, just like he has the ability to be unlimited, so too he has the ability to limit himself. And then it continues over there that um, if you would say that he doesn't have the power to limit himself, then you would be taking away, you'd be diminishing from his completeness, from his perfection. The first limitation which is found from Hashem is the ten spheres of the world of Atzilus. That is the first aspect of limitation where Hashem is now limiting the expression of his divine energy, his simple, pure divine energy. And therefore, through the channels, the vessels of the world of Atzilus, Hashem's power of limiting himself, there is brought into existence the actual limited, created Chacham Chesed, the actual limited, created, defined uh, wisdom and kindness of the world of Even though you could, there's no comparison, and Bria, the Chachma, the wisdom of the world of Bria, the sphere of Chachma, the world of Bria, is an uncom- incomparably lower than the sphere, the sphere of Chachma, the world of Atzilus. So how can you say that Atzilus is now that the sphere of Chachma of Bria is created from the Atzilus if there's no comparison between them? Like it says about in Tukunizir about the Chachma of Atzilus, that it is a level of Chachma, but is not a known, not a knowable Chachma, because it's above our whole realm of our comprehension of what Chachma is. We cannot. What we think Chachma is, is totally stupidity compared to, meaning it's nothing compared to the Chachma of the world of Atzilus. So, Michal Makim, nevertheless, even despite their um, unlimited, no comparison between Chachma of Atzilus and Chachma of Bria, Michal Makim, but still, being that there is some type of existence of Chachma in the world of Atzilus, no matter what type of existence it is, no matter how high of existence of Chachma it is, Michal Makim, Chachma, Nevertheless, it still is in the realm of Chachma. It's still, you call it Chachma of the world of Atzilus. Therefore, it can be, it has the ability to be the source, the distant source for the Chachma of Bria, the actual creation, the created Chachma. So we will understand this concept more from what the sages say in the Medrash about, it says that Hashem says, uh, that, that says in the Medrash that uh, there is no blade of grass down here which does not have a mazel, a spiritual source above, which, so to say, hits it, meaning gives it an influx of energy and makes it that blade of grass grow. Every blade of grass has a spiritual source which makes it grow. So that implies that 
they every spiritual basically plant in this world, every physical plant in this world has a spiritual source, giving it all of its characteristics down here, its sweetness, its taste, its texture, its color, everything, its growth, everything that is being energized in this physical world is coming from a spiritual source. But it's impossible to say that the sweetness that is in certain plants or uh, within the apple, that sweetness, that physical sweetness actually exists within the spiritual source, the mazel, the spiritual mazel, which is the source for that uh, energy, which is causing that physical plant to grow. You can't say that physical sweetness exists in the spiritual source. There's no comparison between physical and spiritual. Therefore, you can't say that this physical sweetness exists in the spiritual source. But nevertheless, we still we must say that there is this concept of sweetness within the spiritual source. It's a spiritual sweetness. Like we just like the same idea like we see down here in the physical world, there is a spiritual sweetness. Like the sweetness a person, the gishmak a person has in singing a good nigun. Even more so, a higher level of spiritual sweetness in this physical world is the gishmak a person has, the sweetness that he experiences and understanding an intellectual concept, and understanding a new concept, which is a very spiritual pleasure. But obviously nothing compared to the spiritual pleasure within actually the spiritual source of pleasure. But if there is spiritual pleasure down here, it's coming from the spiritual source of that grass or that that apple. Because like you just said, the, every nothing down here, nothing, every blade of grass has a spiritual source, which gives it all its characteristics. And also within this sweetness, there's many different levels, depending on the good quality of the song, of the nigun, and depending on the depth of the intellectual concept which a person has comprehended, that will also be the level and the intensity of the sweetness. And this sweetness, which is experienced in the nigun or the or the intellectual concept, is totally spiritual compared to the physical sweetness a person tastes when he when he bites into an apple. But now, when you compare this, even these spiritual, more spiritual sweetnesses of the uh, nigun or of the intellectual seichel, intellectual com- uh, comprehension, those are considered. Uh, comparing them to the spiritual source of sweetness, um, even those spiritual sweetnesses which we experience in our intellect or in our um, singing a gishmaka song, those are also considered physical compared to the spiritual source of sweetness. But nevertheless, there still must be an, a concept of sweetness in the spiritual source. Ella in spirituality, but it is in totally uh, abstract and not in within any physical entrapments, it's a total spiritual sweetness. And being that there is an existence, no matter how high it may be, there is still an existence of a concept of sweetness in the spiritual realms. Therefore, there is able to become from that, after many diff- chains of descent and many diminishments in stadium, there is able to descend from that spiritual sweetness and that spiritual source physical sweetness in the actual apple. And if there was no concept of spiritual of sweetness in the spiritual source, in spirituality, there would be there would not be able to become uh, brought into existence the physical sweetness in the apple. But being that there is the concept of spiritual sweetness in the spiritual source, in the Mazel Ruchni, therefore, after many different um, descents 
and diminishments and contraction of that energy from that spiritual source is able to be um, brought into existence a physical sweetness in the apple. And this is true in all creation. Every creation has a spiritual source which, which from it flows all the characteristics with that spiritual entity, uh, that physical being has. Like the verse implies, it says in the verse, for a short, a, a, uh, the sun and its sheath is Havaya Elikim, is Hashem uh, the Lord. So, Chesidus it always brings that these, are, this is comparing, why would it use two names to describe Hashem here? Because it's saying the Shemesh, Hashem, the sun, is like Havaya, and this and the shield, which covers over the sun, is like Elikim. The Havaya is more compared to the revelation of godliness, that refers to the revelation of godliness, and Elikim is the concealment of that revelation. The Shedish Hashemesh, Umogin, that the spiritual source of the physical sun and the sun's sheath, like as it's known and explained in different parts of Chassidus and in Kabbalah, and even in science, that there is a some type of sheath covering over the sun that that allows the earth to be able to benefit from the sun without being burned up, kind of like the ozone layer or something. So the, the spiritual source for the physical sun and the physical sheath of that sun, who Mishem Avayi is from the names of Hashem, which are Avayi and Alikim, which are different levels of divinity. The Liyei Shem Avayi, who Bechenes Gili Eid, Vishem Alikim, who Lahalim Lahaster, that being that in the spiritual source, Avayi refers to this revelation of godliness, revelation of divine energy, and Shem Alikim. The name of the Kim is it refers to a level of, of godliness which com, which basically conceals and hides that that revelation of, of divinity. But even after this the shame of it conceals the divinity of shame of in, in a way that allows this level of God, the revelation of godliness to be received by the creations in a way that they should be able to accept get it without being totally nullified out of their existence. From that, it's after a chain of descent and condensity and condensing and contracting that energy, there descends from those spiritual source of Vayalikim, the Shemesh, the sun, the physical sun, and its sheath, because the physical sun is just letting out a revelation of light, meaning a physical light, and the sheath, the shield, which shields that light of the sun, and the heat of the sun, that is what conceals the light of the sun and the energy, the heat of the sun, that it should be able to be received by the creations, by people on the earth without being burned up. Because it says, and the Sazers say that when Mashiach comes and Hashem will take out the sun from its sheath, um, that it says that all the world will be judged by it and the Tzadikim will be will take pleasure from it because they are proper Kalim to receive that, but the Rishayim will be totally burned up by it. So we see that without that sheath, the light of the sun will not be built, is not able to be received, just like without the concealment of Shem Alikim, the light of Havaya, the basically pure revelation of God that is not able to be received. Only through the sheath of the sun is this, the rays of the sun, the heat of the sun, able to be received. It's, it's self-understood that the sun, the physical sun and its sheath, have no comparison whatsoever to their spiritual source in Havaya and Alikim. But nevertheless, their source is from the, is from those two levels of godliness. So But all of this is only possible when Hashem has emanated the world of Atsilus. And there is a revelation 
of Hashem's, meaning there is an extended out revelation, a diminished, contracted revelation from Hashem's infinite essence. And that infinite energy now has become condensed and, con- and enclosed in the vessels of the world of with to contract and to conceal, to hide that pure divine energy. Then it's possible to be the bringing into existence the creation of a shemesh, of a physical shield, a physical sun, and a physical sheath in this physical world on the next page. So, specifically, so we see here that the world of Atzilus is the intermediary which allows the spiritual source of the physical entities in this world to receive their divine energy, to receive their energy from those spiritual sources. The world of Atzilus is what that channels, which, that bridge between the infinite and the finite because of the kalim of the world of Atzilus, which are basically the first idea of Hashem's limiting his, 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 his unlimited expression, limiting his pure revelation of infinite, unlimited divine energy. So on the top page, Shreish uh, 224. But if there was no such idea above in godliness of this idea of revelation, of the divine energy and the enclosement of that energy within the finite vessels of the world of Atzilus, it would be impossible to be such a creation of these limited uh, entities of the sun and the, and the, the physical sun and the sheath without the intermediary of the world of Atzilus channeling that infinite um, divine energy and bringing it down to a level which these physical beings can receive it and be energized by that, energy, by that divine energy. We'll stop there. Two lines on the top of page, Reish Chavdal, 224.